Hello, everybody. This is Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, Gods and Goddesses. It's a kind of chilly evening here in San Antonio. And the sun has gone down, but I still see a little bit of light in the sky. And I had a good week. I hope you had a, an enjoyable week. We're getting closer to Christmas. And it's a very special time of the year for me. I can remember many great Christmases before in the past. You know, when I think about Christmas, I think about everything associated with it. You know, the food, the gifts, friends coming together, usually colder weather, sometimes even some snow, you know, a white Christmas. And I consider myself more a Christian than anything, although I'm a very, I guess you would say, a person seeking universal truth. So religion can be a, a good stepping stone to get to where you, you need to go as far as spirituality is concerned, but they don't have all the answers, in my opinion. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? Nevertheless, Christianity talks about divine intervention that happened before in our past, although it was many years ago, but still, if it wasn't for that baby that was born in Bethlehem, I think things would have not gone so well for the whole world, because indeed, uh, I mean, not only for, the, for Christians, but also for all the other religions, all the other people, it affected them down throughout the centuries. In many ways, you know, it was truly a blessing that happened. And I believe, as they say, that Jesus was the Savior. Our Savior is sent to help us from the situation we were in. As I've talked about in other shows before in the past. So, I think, and as I did talk about on the last show prior to last week I had to take the week off because I had a karaoke gig last Saturday every first Saturday of December I've got some friends that live up north, up 281 north in San Antonio and they always have a Christmas party and they invite a lot of people and there was I would say about 25, 30 people there, and there usually was a little bit more, but I think because of COVID, it was a little bit toned down from previous years. That was my fifth year, and I took my karaoke equipment. I actually ordered a new mixer amplifier, the speaker's a Fender. I've got a what they call Fender Passport Conference, which is $500, and it's Tremendously good system, but mine is a little bit old, and I had planned on buying a new one. In fact, I'd already ordered it, only to find out they were on backlog, back order. So I couldn't get it in time for the party. It was like a week, more than a week before, and I was supposed to get it before the party. Then they told me it was on back order, and so then I ordered some microphones, four microphones for the system. They came in time. 
So I canceled my order to free up a little money for my Christmas spending, but I didn't get the new system. And then my old system, when I plugged it in there in front of all these people, it started making these weird squealing, screeching, screeching noises. And it was very embarrassing. And I don't know if they want me back. I definitely will get a new system, though. And I attribute those noises to the um, the age of the system. You know, I bought it back, I think, around 2014. And I've had it now for six, seven years. And it's time to replace it with a new one. But anyway, uh, once we got going, and uh, she didn't, they had a couple of comedians there. The man who owns the house with uh, him and his wife, they, they hired these two comedians. And they have... Um, he, the man, has a, a microphone and an amplifier, and they plug that in because mine were making like a little background noise, which is typical for a wireless microphone set. And so mine sounded better, you know, once the music got going. But for just someone talking to the microphone, they chose their system, which is another kind of depressing embarrassing thing for me and i'm not sure quite sure if, if a new system would have made that noise because as i mentioned wireless microphone systems do that no it had that little kind of humming noise in the background but anyway so i stayed there at about one o'clock in the morning and i made some money not as much as previous years because apparently the the owner the man it was unemployed since last January, but then I found out he's got a job working as a roof contractor, which was not what he was doing before when he was making big bucks, but at least he's got a job. Anyway, so I had a good week at work. I had a bombshell of a, a bombshell of some news. My coworker who I had worked with for almost a year and a half resigned from the job on the previous Friday. And that was kind of out of the blue. No one expected that she had filed an EEO complaint. And they awarded it. They awarded it in her favor. And then that came with um, some money. And then when you take the money in accordance with the the regulations, you have to resign, which she did, and so that left me by myself. But I've got someone helping me on training her, but I don't know if she's going to continue on because um, they might move her somewhere else. It's a long story. I won't bore you with the details, but I'll be by myself, and they're going to put in a hiring action and get someone else to replace the other woman. And as I mentioned, it's getting colder here in San Antonio. You know, winter is just a few days away, official, the official beginning of winter. And yes, not only um, as I was saying all the things that remind me of Christmas, and it seems that the spirit is dampened this year. How about you? You feel that same way too? That Christmas time is not like even last year during the heart of COVID, you know, when we're going through that. Crisis together, you know, uh, I was teleworking at the time. A lot of people were teleworking. Um, a lot of people were out of work. 
you know, the economy uh, may, may close down in some areas. But things are kind of back up to speed now, but people aren't in the same usual jovial Christmas mood. In our neighborhood, it's not more apparent than here by seeing um, not as many lights around as I remember before. Christmas tree lights. And so in our in our Toastmasters Club meeting on Tuesday, I was the master of ceremonies, otherwise known as the Toastmaster of the Day, and I chose a theme for the meeting. You know, Toastmasters, for those that don't know, is a public speaking group. We practice public speaking. And we give speeches and also have to answer questions and which are called like extemporaneous speeches, which last for a couple of minutes. But in my opinion, the ultimate public speaking experience is having your own radio show on BBS radio. It's been fantastic over the past four years or so. And I think it was February of 2019. Now, February of 2020, when I started doing it full time, before I was doing like little snippets of six months at a time, nine months at a time, but dating back to 2017. Now, I've been doing it once a week, full time since February 20. But before that, I, was, you know, I think I, I was doing like March through September the previous year, March through September of the year before. Money was a consideration, but uh, it was also because of not having the courage really to to have the you know, not having the courage to fulfill my dreams, so to speak. And you know, all these things going on in the world today, those tornadoes. Um, by the way, it uh, wasn't my fault. God's in control, you know. The creator is in control. None of our faults, but, you know, but these things, it, it goes to my mind, you know. Maybe, you know, I did something wrong. Did I say something I shouldn't have said? You ever feel that way yourself? Or, you know, whatever natural disaster, I had a dream last night before I learned of the tornadoes this morning of uh, all these houses being destroyed in my dream. But it seemed like uh, it was um, houses being washed away like in a tsunami. And it was very real. It's, these houses were destroyed in my dream. But anyway, we do live on a violent planet, so to speak, violent, you know, because... Nature is very powerful, you know, whether it's a tornado or hurricane or a tsunami or earthquakes or volcanoes exploding or thunderstorms and lightning getting struck by lightning. This planet can be very violent sometimes. You know, the forces of nature are very powerful. And they happen, who knows when, you know, there's reasons why thunderstorms develop. There's reason why there's reasons why earthquakes happen. But tornadoes, you know, they happen all the time, every year. So my prayers are for the families of those who lost their lives. You know, those who lost their lives, I pray for their souls. God, please bless their souls. For those loved ones of those who lost their lives, I pray for their 
strength and comfort during this difficult time. I pray for those who are injured during the tornadoes that God would bless them with healing and comfort and give them strength as they need it. And I pray for those that are still searching for rubble and, and looking to rescue more people. I pray for their safety and for their strength as they go through this really difficult situation that happened. You know, all those buildings destroyed. Certainly it had to have been a powerful tornado, you know, an F5 maybe, the, the highest category of powerful tornado. But every year, usually tornadoes strike. And I've been in Kentucky before. I once upon a time went there when I was with the Army before Knox. And I remember one afternoon, these thunderheads rolled in and, and I could see them moving in the sky up above me, very close to the ground. And they took on a kind of greenish tint. And from what I read, that was when, that is when these, those kinds of clouds spawn tornadoes, you know, when the clouds look really abnormal, so to speak, you know? So watch for that in the future. If you ever see clouds you begin to look like something you've never seen before and change color to like a greenish kind of tint or other colors, that's when a tornado might be spawned, you know? So there are some warning signs. I don't know what time the tornadoes happen. I know they happen across six states. So um, I don't know if it's unusual for this time of year for tornadoes to happen in December. It might be because, uh, you know, the weather's beginning to change for the colder. So you've got the difference of the air. is the cold air, the hot air, and that's usually what initiates it, you know. Hold on just a second, please. I've got a bought some new shoes today, and they're really nice. They're Skechers. I've never owned a pair of Skechers before, and these ones have memory foam, and they're very comfortable. They're a sport, a sport version, and so they have some kind of cooling factor within the memory foam. But I'm standing out here in the patio, which is concrete, and I thought I'd put my uh, anti-fatigue mat down because. I always like standing up, even at work. I have a work stand uh, workstation, and I, I usually stand up all day, you know, typing. And I've been doing that now for about four years, and I'm surprised at just the amount of energy I have, you know, getting up and standing up all day. It's a little bit harder in the back that you get used to it. But then the other consideration is the feet start to hurt, you know? And so you can take breaks. I've never really lowered my workstation down because I always prefer to stand up. But if you buy a proper anti-fatigue mat, you can get the kind that kind of massage your feet that are very comfortable. And that's what I've got right now. I just put them underneath my feet. And I've got one at work. They're called Sky, S-K-Y, and it costs about $40, $50. And it's not the kind you might have in your kitchen, you know, at the sink. We've got one, too. It's like a foam pad. But these are memory foam, I think. 
and they're very, very comfortable. I bought another type that um, was bigger, but it didn't work out. It wasn't as cushioning as this one is, and, and the other one is uh, that I had at work. Anyway, so Christmas time. Christmas time is here. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. Now, when I talk about, when we talk about Christmas, we, we think of the movies also associated with Christmas. In my past, when I was very young, I remember watching A Christmas Carol. I watched it almost every year throughout the years. You know, I always enjoy it. I never get tired of watching it, you know. My favorite version is the uh, 1951 version with Alistair Sims playing Scrooge. And that always gets me in the mood for Christmas. And Charles Dickens really, he did an incredible thing when he came up with that book, you know, and then they turned it into a movie. Just the idea of someone being really stingy and not generous with their money and not wanting to help people. And remember when the two guys came up to them and said, oh, we're collecting for the poor and and wonder if you might give us a little money for food and drink for the the needy. And, and Mr. Scrooge said, well, are there not workhouses? Yes. Are there not prisons? Yes. Are there not hospitals? Yes. And my taxes pay for them. Well, then they should go to those places if they're in need of food and drink. And so they replied back and said, well, some of them can't go. Some of them would not go. Mr. Scrooge said, well, if they don't, then they should die. Because actually one of the, one of the men had said they'd rather die than go to one of those places. And Scrooge then said, well, then they should die and decrease the surplus population. That turned out to be quite a famous phase, phrase. I mean, anyway, so then he's visited by the ghost of Jacob Marley, his partner, seven years dead, and and that brought into light what a ghost is. You know, that really more than anything else made us think about ghosts, I think. And then the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future. But the ghost of Jacob Marley, now, you know, if you don't know already, you ought to read my book, The Group of the Gray Brain and the Golden Soul in the Amazon Kindle Bookstore. It'll tell you exactly all about that stuff, spirituality. But in essence, my friends, we are all ghosts in the making. People that died suddenly or violently or the ghosts that we hear about and they were people just like us surprise guess what we have that potential to transition you know we are not invincible my friends but you knew that i'm just saying anyway what else that in that movie he gets to visit all his past you know and the friends he had and his love that he never got married to and his old boss and the good times and how mean his father was to him. He realized that and that his sister loved him and many people loved him. It reminds me of that song by the Eagles called Desperado. Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? 
Come down off your fences and open up the gate. It may be raining, but there's a rainbow above you. You gotta let somebody love you. Let somebody love you. Let somebody love you before it's too late. Well, again, let somebody love you. Are you one of those people you don't let people love you? I am trying to do that myself, you know. I'm a very loving person, I think. But it's a constant endeavor daily to try to find that love that we need to get along. And I think I'm doing very well. I always have been a friendly, kind person, I think. I've been through my struggles before in the past with alcohol. You know, my parents were alcoholics. And if you grow up in a family of alcoholics, then you see some stuff that will give you PTSD, if you will. You know, PTSD. Now, it's not only for soldiers in combat, but also people traumatized in their everyday lives, you know, whether it's through um, alcoholism in the family or some kind of accident or some kind of surgery that the person went through. But anyway, Christmas time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Come on now, let's get in the spirit. But right, I'm going to do my part here to try to cheer you up by singing some Christmas carols. You know me, I'm a singer. I sing with a choir at church. I've done lots of solos. One solo that I've done before in front of the congregation was back around 2012. And I've known this song for a long time. And it's called What Child Is This? You know, it's an amazing thing, really, when you think about all that went on in the past at Christmas time. You know, the birth of the baby, a very special baby, was born in a manger. And there was a light up above that shone down on him. It wasn't a star, okay, because heavenly bodies, as I've mentioned before on previous shows, heavenly bodies are constantly in motion. That is the the reality of the universe we live in, whether it's a star or a sun, a planet or a moon, they're constantly in motion. They cannot stop and shine a light down on a particular object down below. So you might say, well, what was the star of Bethlehem? And I said to you before, it was an extraterrestrial probe that was rendered luminous to light the place where that baby was born because that had been orchestrated and coordinated by a race of extraterrestrials who have been monitoring planet Earth for many thousands of years. They've been given that, given that duty by God, the Creator. And such is the way it is in our Milky Way galaxy and in other galaxies too. The more advanced civilizations the ones technologically and spiritually more advanced have stewardship of the lower evolutionary civilizations. And we are a lower evolutionary civilization, my friends. Please make no mistake about 
that. All you have to do is realize the amount of wars we've had in our past to know that we've only probably reached the word, excuse me, the letter C in the word civilization as far as being fully developed spiritually and technologically as a, as a civilization. Right? Okay. So I'm going to sing this song for you. And it's called What Child Is This? It's a beautiful song. I'm going to sing it a cappella because I like a cappella. It's got some advantages over singing with music because you can take your time and breathe properly and it strengthens the vocal cords. And it's better for the breathing. It helps the breathing better. I've noticed as a professional singer myself, when I've taken money for singing, I know that to be true. The probably best thing to do is to sing both a cappella and with music, but I really prefer a cappella because it, it actually, when you're singing to music and you're trying to remember the words, you know, without looking at the screen, um, the only the beginning karaoke people do that, you know. You're supposed to remember the words. And then when you get more more proficient in singing and remembering the words, uh, you don't need to look at the monitor, but when you're, you've got the music, the music actually helps you remember. So when you sing a cappella, it's a really a good mind activity, trying to remember the words, you know. I think, in my opinion, better than singing the music. Anyway, here goes the song, What Child Is This? What child is this who laid to rest On Mary's lap is sleeping Whom angels greet with anthems sweet While shepherds watch our keeping this, this is Christ the King, whom shepherd God and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such meanness? Where ox and ass are feeding Good Christians fear for sinners here The silent word is pleading Nail spear shall pierce him through The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. 
The King of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. By the way, the Virgin Mary was actually artificially inseminated by this race of extraterrestrial beings. Which is true, unless you think there was some inexplicable way she was impregnated were an actual real sperm cell united with her female egg to begin that incredible process. No. God doesn't work like that. God works in the physical world. God is magical, yes, but God moves within the material realm in ways that are unbeknownst to many people, you know? As I mentioned, these extraterrestrials have been involved with our past. That was part of the plan to artificially inseminate Mary, who was hypnotized, to be able to do that. People accept things without even thinking them through, coming up with a logical and rational explanation how something that we are all familiar with, that reproductive process, the the actual uniting of the male sperm with the female egg cannot be accomplished outside of the material realm, you know? And I think, I believe a lot of Christians believe that's what happened, even though they don't have a an explanation as to how it happened. They think that God waved his magic wand or God waved her magic wand, you know, because I'm the original creator, the supreme creator of the universe, is both male and female, in my opinion. I know, actually. I just don't believe it. I know it. And so there's a lot of things that you'll find out. The truth will set you free one day. You can read about what I just mentioned in the book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet. But one day when we reach that beautiful land of light over there in the distance, that place called heaven or the spirit lands, if you will, you will know the truth. It will all come to you. And hopefully before then, you realize that we've had a lot of extraterrestrial intervention in our past, and we are presently being monitored by them, and not only one, but more than one. Watch the video. If you want to have a really exciting night, get yourself a beer or a glass of wine. If you, if you drink, I don't drink, but something that might um, make it a very memorable evening for you if you like to smoke pot. I don't mind. You know, I think they should legalize it myself because how can you have one leaf here that you can smoke, but you can't smoke the other leaf, tobacco I'm talking about? How can you say you can get drunk, kill yourself drinking a bottle of whiskey, but you can't smoke marijuana leaf? Now, I understand part of the problem is with the parents. You know, having their children, they don't want them to get involved with that kind of stuff. But 
That's only because they have responsibility. They get children up until a certain age, and then the children move away, and then they're responsible for themselves. And hopefully, they, they learn to they learn to think for themselves and make their own decisions. You know, because they're still under the influence of our parents over the years until they pass away. Such was the case with me. My parents lived to be 81, but when they died back in 1999, within 10 days of each other, I realized that I was not fully responsible for my actions until they were passed away and gone, you know? May God bless their souls. They were beautiful people that were affected by the war, World War II. You know, they went through World War II, mum through the bombing of London, that through in the British Army, the invasion of Normandy and Dunkirk. Anyway, so they had a hard, bitter life. Had PTSD, no doubt about it. Anyway, so back to Christmas. Now, just because I'm a little bit different in my opinions and my beliefs as to Christmas time, don't think that I'm not a follower and a believer of Jesus Christ. Now, in regard to what I've talked about before in the past, on previous shows, and what's in that book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet, or Thiauba, the Golden Planet, Thiauba, T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A. There's a chapter that explains who was Christ. The plan, God's plan, sent through these extraterrestrial beings who are incredibly intelligent and are able to travel throughout the universe with their spaceship at, at light speed and go interdimensional, and they can circumvent millions and miles, billions of light years, actually, millions of light years in short periods of time by going interdimensional into the parallel universe, which pretty much when you get into the parallel universe, it's like a thought domain, and everything moves by thought, the speed of thought. And so their spaceships in themselves uh, they know how to adapt themselves to that domain. Some with space suits, and in essence, what they have to do is be able to disassemble and reassemble their molecules of their body and the spaceship, traversing the physical dimension into the the fourth dimension, or the parallel universe, if you will. Einstein was right when he said that nothing is faster than the speed of light. But some of these extraterrestrial civilizations, they're able to get their speed up to the speed of light, get their spaceship up to the speed of light, and then they harness that energy because in accordance with Einstein's theory of special relativity, nothing goes faster than the speed of light. However, mass decreases. Actually, it comes in on itself, it, um, what's the word I'm trying to find, it contracts. So you have a spaceship approaching the speed of light, the pressures from external pressures are pushing in, kind of trying to crunch it, if you will. They've learned how to harness that energy and then use that same energy to provide the spark that they need or the heat or the the electricity they need to then go from the physical to the 
the parallel universe, the uh, the non-physical universe, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so they're out there, these extraterrestrials and, you know, all these negative movies that Hollywood makes. They portray them to be evil, negative, and always bent on destroying the human race. But, you know, some of these extraterrestrial civilizations have been in existence longer than our planet has existed, longer than our solar system has existed, even longer than our galaxy has existed. And they've been traveling the universe for hundreds of millions of years, and, and their technology is so far in advance of our own, it's beyond comprehension, just what they can do. And you have to realize that. I mean, with, with a logical mind, a rational mind, it can be realized, you know, that the, the physical universe was created with the Big Bang and began forming itself one solar system after another, one galaxy after another. And as I've mentioned, the creator of the universe, both, both male and female, with his her power, which is beyond comprehension, you could call it magic, if you will. It's... God invented the word magic, really, creating something out of nothing, you know. The Big Bang, everything that had been in God's mind, the Creator's mind, everything that the Creator imagined was then put into existence, was realized in existence by the power of His or her will, and the Big Bang after that, then that's when the physical universe began forming itself. And if you're talking about a creator who has, he or she has the power to create anything, anything, anywhere, anything, anywhere. Now look here, all this life on Earth, over a million types of insects, even just one of those little insects out of a million. Do you think you could make a fly or an ant or, or a beetle? No, you can't. I can't. We don't know how to. But the Creator knows how to, unless you think it happened by accident. But if it did happen by accident, then logically it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. And now, through the Kepler Space Telescope, we realize that there are thousands of planets out there that we didn't know existed before. So, logically, every star that you see up in the evening sky is a sun with a solar system of planets revolving around it. But they haven't come out and said that yet because we're still a lower evolutionary category planet. A lower evolutionary category planet. That's what we are. But I don't mean to dishearten you or bring you down in any way. There's a lot of great things going on behind the scenes. It's a very beautiful planet, even though it's powerful as we learned you know what tornado is happening mother nature is so powerful i mean just think uh if an asteroid hit earth like it did before in the past you know one maybe even a mile wide you know how big the earth is let's say uh, an asteroid a mile wide like it has hit before in the past down by the yucatan peninsula maybe about fifteen thousand years ago and a mile-wide asteroid traveling at 40,000 miles an hour impacting the ocean or a body of water like the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, 
will create a tsunami about 500 to 1,000 feet high. And that's happened before in the past, you know. So I guess my point is Mother Nature, whether it's a tsunami or a hurricane or a tornado or an earthquake, is just powerful beyond comprehension. Well, not beyond comprehension, but uh, one has to see it to believe it, but hopefully not, you know, that we don't want any major cataclysms to happen in our future so that we can survive, right? And so we pray that our mother and father God will keep us alive so we continue to develop ourselves spiritually each and every day. Yes, so back to Christmas, there's another song called A Little Town of Bethlehem, one of my favorites. A little town of Bethlehem, all those years ago, there in Bethlehem. Real people like you and me existed. Mary and Joseph, you know. Must have been hard on Joseph, knowing that, I mean, people back then had no idea that it was extraterrestrials for them, you know. These kind of events were either angelic in origin or God. They believed in God, you know, Moses. During Moses' time, the law of Moses was written and and that was extraterrestrial intervention, too. But it was beyond their understanding. Like on Mount Sinai, you wouldn't have said back then, hey, these are extraterrestrials from within our Milky Way galaxy. They would have gone, huh? It was more easier, easier for them to believe that those were orchestrated by God. Make sense? Yeah. So... But it really did happen, you know, and there is such a thing as angels. And yes, Jesus, the Jesus, not the Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, who later on went to Burma, China, and Japan, got to Japan when he was about maybe 15 years old with his brother, Yuriki, and he stayed there in Japan, he got married, had children, and died there in Japan. Check it out on the internet, if you don't believe me. Check it out on the internet. But the Jesus that he died on the cross was, he had a three-year ministry. He was brought here from that planet I mentioned, Thayuba, on a spaceship. And then he had a three-year ministry. Otherwise, the baby that was born in Bethlehem could not perform the miracles that were necessary to get the people to believe in the coming of the Messiah. Without performing miracles, there is no lasting legacy throughout the centuries, you know what I mean? But a baby that's born into this world has to cross over to the river of oblivion where all the, the memories of one's past life and universal knowledge are erased. And so even if he studied with the Nagas for like, which was a very advanced civilization on the earth, for a hundred years he still could not have had the knowledge and the power to perform all those miracles that he performed, which, which are true, you know, whether it was walking on the water or calming the storm or feeding the, the people on the Sermon on the Mount or curing lepers or lame people or blind people or turning water into wine or raising Lazarus from the dead. It was the Jesus who was dropped off by the extraterrestrials Put in a human body, like if you saw the movie Avatar, you know how they're able to transfer their spirits into that blue body 
So these extra this one extraterrestrial being transferred his astral body into the human body, which is made just like the blue body. A human body can be made in like 24 hours, according to what I read. But it's got other kinds of bodies that are a part of it. There's a fluidic body. There's an um, astral body. There's a physiological body. There's like five, three or four or five bodies that, along with the material, physical body, they all go inside the one same body. You can read about it in that book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet or Thiuba, the Golden Planet. So anyway, he was dropped off by the Sea of Galilee. He began his three-year ministry. He knew he was going to die on the cross. That was the plan. So he could be resurrected and, and then provide his legacy throughout the centuries. Because if it, hadn't been, if it wasn't just for... The miracles, I mean, if it was just the miracles that he performed, you know, all that I mentioned, nothing was as powerful a miracle as being resurrected. And as he said he would, in three days, I shall rise. I, I, I'm going to be dead, and then I'll be brought back to life, which, which happened they, by the ETs. They beamed his body out of the tomb, rolled the stone away, easy thing to do with technology you know a lot of the miracles had to do with technology you know i i could explain all every single one of them to you how it happened but i've done it before in previous shows that's why you need to listen all the time because i i talk about these things or you can go into my archives and bbs radio and listen to i explain how all those miracles were performed it wasn't just like me waving a magic wand there's details to everything that happened that most people don't even think about or don't want to think about. That's why you should only concern yourselves with the truth, you know, like I try to do. Anyway, more about that later. But in the meantime, here's Old Little Town of Bethlehem, one of my favorites. How am I doing on time? I can't tell. I've got about 47 minutes, so I've got about 10 minutes more. Okay, here goes. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the light. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yes, in thy dark streets shine the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight for Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above while mortals sleep the angels keep their watch of wandering love. All morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God our King and peace to men on earth. 
How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angel. The great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide in us, our Lord Emmanuel. That was a little town of Bethlehem, one of my favorites. I've known that for many years. Here's another one. Angels we have heard on high. Here goes. Angels we have heard on high singing sweetly o'er the plain and the mountains in reply echoing their joyous strain. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Gloria. In excelsis Deo, Gloria. In excelsis Deo. Well, so three of my favorite songs. What else do we like about Christmas time? I remember some beautiful Christmases with my parents, my friends. My parents were English, you know, and they spoke like this. I never learned to speak like they did because I was born in Canada. If I'd been born in England, you would have been hearing me talk like this, you see. 
And my mother's mother was Irish too. She was Irish, so I can speak a little bit of Irish. You know, can you speak Irish, my la- my fellow lads and lasses out there? When I think about Ireland, I think about Lucky Charms cereal, so magically delicious. And I always wash with Irish spinning soap. And I remember I saw a leprechaun one time, you know. The trees have leprechauns in them. Do you know that, my friends? They do. They have little spirits, little fairies that live in trees. You can't see them. That doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm telling you the truth. They really do exist. They're they're little stewards of Mother Nature. And they're like little leprechauns and fairies. And they do exist. I'm telling you the truth. They do. They really do. Anyway. You're always learning new stuff on my show, aren't you? And even if it wasn't true, it's pretty cool stuff to think about, you know? But it is. I wouldn't misguide you. I wouldn't say these words if I didn't believe they were true. I mean, I don't have a way to prove them to you, but your soul and your spirit knows. You already know the answers to all the questions, really. You have access to universal knowledge, my friends. Each and every one of us does. Well, let me sing another song. Um, I'm going to sing one verse of um, Silent Night. And then maybe one verse of, uh, if I'm on, I might be out of time. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost out of time. So here's a prayer. I haven't heard from either Don or Doug yet, but I'll say a prayer. God, creator of the universe, this is the most wonderful time of the year. I ask, please, that you bring that spirit of Christmas back, instill in us what really happened back then, the truth of what really happened. Give us the details. Help those of us who want to know the details. Help us to learn. You've always said those who knock, We'll find out. Those who seek will find out. And I've 60 seconds. So, creator of the universe, we see the stars up there, which are really suns in the evening sky. We know how great you are. The universe is full, is teeming with life. All kinds of other planets out there, even planets like this planet, because you are an amazing, awesome God, creator. You're worthy of praise and worship for eternity. You're so great, able to create things out of nothing, like magic. We love you. I love you. Please continue to bless us, especially here in the United States. We have so many great people who who are concerned for the welfare of others. Thank you. A thousand thank yous. We love you. That's it. That's the prayer. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Take care.